When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to hear from Matt Campbell as he opens spring practice up at Iowa State by speaking to the media on Monday. Uh, I will say that this is of uh, the audio is from a Zoom call, so I don't know that it's necessarily going to be, you know, our standard peak quality, but it's still pretty good. Should be good enough, uh, and you guys can hear a little bit about what Coach Campbell had to say about the first two days of spring practice. Of course, all of our Cyclone Fanatic spring practice coverage is brought to you by our friends at A-Plus Lawn and Landscapes. Here's Coach Campbell. All right, guys. Hopefully you guys can hear me. And um, first and foremost, great to uh, obviously see everybody. Um, you know, any questions you certainly have from my end. Today was the end of our second practice of spring. And, uh, you know, it's been about nine weeks now of the all season for us really proud of what our kids have done so far. And, you know, obviously, you know, a lot to continue to evaluate for our team, but uh, really excited about what we've seen so far to this point. So any questions you guys have from my end, I'll I'll certainly uh, take any questions you have. Matt, I sense that at least recently spring football has not been high on your, on your hit list, on your hit parade. Why is this year different? Well, you know, I, I just think the age of our team, you know, and I, I don't even think Randy from a age standpoint, you know, not just age, but also repetitions and, you know, football equity. You know, I, I think that there is a different football team that that every rep and every opportunity is an opportunity to truly improve. So, you know, uh, a young team, a team that, you know, is mixed with some great veteran leadership, but also, geez, a lot of young guys that you can already see in a short amount of time make great growth from practice one to practice two. And I think that part's really exciting as coaches is you you can visually see the growth process happening right before your eyes because they're getting quality football reps. Is anything won or lost in the spring? Any positions? No, I, you know, I, I think we'd love to have a clearer picture of who our football team is, you know, and I, I know Randy, you've heard me say this so many times is, you know, we, we really try to shape who we are from a schematic standpoint with players formations plays. And, you know, I, I think the exciting part is there's probably more overall just talent top to bottom, um, which means there's more competition but yet the definitive of who those players are, I think will continue on obviously probably through fall camp. And as you, you will hear me say a million times, you really don't know what you have, especially with this team until the lights come on and, you know, you're playing in front of, you know, 75,000 people and you're playing for a win or a loss. And so, you know, I think that's the exciting challenge for me as in myself and our coaching staff is creating those moments before we get there to, to really thoroughly evaluate this team and find out who are those players so we can do a great job of fitting the scheme around those guys. Thanks, Matt. Sure. Hi, Matt. Rob, how are you? Doing great. Hope you are as well. Yeah, doing great. Great to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks. Um, 
Wanted to ask about the genesis of the decision to uh, give or afford Anthony the opportunity to play safety. He's been so good at cornerback. I wonder what that says maybe about guys like TJ, Miles, Kyle, uh, or Tavon. Oh, just how did it come about? Did he come to you? And, and what does it mean for your team that he could give you that flexibility? You know, Rob, I, I think the one thing is I, the first thing is, is it's a, it's a great credit to Anthony. You know, I, I think you're, you're trying to do honestly, in some ways from our end, what's best for him and his future. Yet you never want to do that without the confidence of where the rest of your football team is, because, you know, again, we want to make all decisions that's in the best interest of our team first. But when you can make a make a decision that's best for your team and also best for the player, then it's a, it's such a great win win. You know, I, I think from Anthony's perspective, you're right. He's been a phenomenal corner. I think his his physicality, um, his ability to run and cover, you know, really lends great for him to be able to play the safety position. I think when you look for his future. Um, he's a guy that has high end ability to play at the next level at the safety position and, and to be able to mirror that together and then having complete confidence in some of those names that you just said, you know, miles purchase, what that guy did at the end of the season, the last five to six games was, was phenomenal for a young freshman. Tate and Kyle is really probably the best he's ever been in terms of, you know, that guy's played a lot of football here, but really finished the season strong has had a phenomenal has had a phenomenal spring. If you said MVP of the, of the winter and spring so far, you know, Tavon would be one of the first guys that I would talk about. And then TJ Tampa, you know, and, and Rob, I know you, everybody's heard me speak highly of what TJ's done. And I think a guy that we'd be remiss not to talk about even has, has really as highly as I'm talking about, you know, what we, what Tavon has done is, is Darian Porter, you know, Darian's been an elite special teams player, um, a guy that, has elite buy-in from everybody in our program, from our players to our coaches, and, you know, has really kind of emerged on the scene in that, in that position group as well. And so again, it's early, but it'll be really fun to see what his growth pattern looks like as well. So, you know, we, we feel like we've got some tremendous guys with length, ability to run and, and certainly cover. And, you know, it really allowed us to put Anthony in the best spot for him and really strengthens our football team. And, and one more quickly, what does it mean to have Orion Vance back for your team? Well, you know, I, I think so much you, you constantly look at, you know, when we live in a margin of razor thin, razor thin margins, you, you have to always consistently go back and evaluate what's our edge. And our edge has always been our culture. Our edge has been our ability to um, persevere and lead and player driven leadership has always been at the forefront of those, those better teams and the teams that have had elite success here, we've been able to have elite player driven leadership. And when I look at Orion Vance, um, you look at a guy that has rallied our locker room through really tough times and through really good times. And one of the things that Orion is, is he, he defines our culture in a lot of ways. And to have a guy like that who is so well-respected in our locker room, not just as a football player, but as a leader, as a perseverance of adversity and toughness um, to be leading our locker room, I, I think that's huge. So we're, we're really appreciative that he chose to come back and lead. And, um, you know, I think he came back for the sole reason to be, be the leader within our football program. And so far, he's done a phenomenal job. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.
Matt, you mentioned Orion Vance. There's, you know, a, a leadership role he's, he's, he's undertaking. I'm curious, you know, obviously losing Brock, Charlie, you know, vocal leaders like that that you've mentioned in the past. I mean, I know it's early in the process, but have you identified who th that next crop of leaders might be to kind of continue this program forward? Well, I mean, when, when you have what would be one of the best offensive linemen in the country and Trevor Downing coming back, you know, I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle um, in terms of an anchor of your football team. Um, when you have a guy like Xavier Hutchison, who year in and year out the last two years has been one of the best receivers on your football team. I think those are great starting points offensively. You know, those are hard positions to play. And those are our bell cow type human beings. And so, you know, there's a lot of other guys that have certainly played a lot of football coming back on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I think, you know, for them, it's it's kind of distinguishing their roles and, and, and putting a finality to it. But to, to have two bell cows to kind of lead the way so those guys can grow and learn and not feel like they have to do everything at once, um, I think it's really huge for our football team. And then outside this current team, I'm curious, how much have you been able to watch, you know, some of your former guys, you know, Brees and Bro or Brock and, you know, any perform at the combine and just kind of see them perform at that level? I mean, have you been able to check that out at all? Boy, I, I have, Matt. I mean, you know, I we started off our Sunday meeting, you know, with our football team and, you know, what a powerful weekend for Iowa State Athletics. I mean, we've never had the ability to be on that stage like that. Um, and not only to be at the stage, but to have an ability to dominate the stage. I think it's huge for, you know, the current roster and the doors that will open for those here and for the future of our football program. And, you know, I think it's just another step in the building process, Iowa State football, to be able to get to this point. And, you know, you couldn't be prouder of what Chase, Chase Allen and Charlie have done. Um, you certainly had to be really proud of what Priest did in terms of, of his success and Brock. And then to, to cap it off with Annie and Mike, I think we're, we're all really proud of all those guys. I think they all really enhanced themselves over the last nine weeks. And, you know, we're, we'll be anxious to get those guys back for pro day because they've all done a phenomenal job. Thanks. Matt, what, what are you looking for out of the, out of um, Hunter Deckers? Yeah, you know, I think all you ask for him, Randy, right now is you, you want him to get better every day. And, you know, you want to take the, the really positive that you saw from the video from a year ago. You want to take the negative that he had to learn through and grow through. And you want to you want to now go to practice every day and set a standard and reset a standard day in and day out to get better. And, you know, I, I think himself and really all those quarterbacks, um, what a great opportunity right now to, to continue to do those things. You know, every rep is meaningful. Every, every rep is purposeful. And, and, you know, at least from my end, Randy, early on, it's been fun to watch those guys because they've, they've really come out with a sense of purpose. If you put out a, a depth chart now, would he be one? He would be today, absolutely. You know, I, I, okay. I think you look at depth charts with – you know, what, you, what you've done in, in game reps. And obviously he's the guy that's had the most game reps, but you know, those, those things are, as you've said, how many of these roles are going to be defined over the course of spring practice and fall camp. You know, I, I would say those are all those roles will be defined through spring practice and fall camp. But uh, you know, if you were playing a game today, obviously Hunter's the guy that's had the most game experience. All right. Thanks. Sure. Coach, you mentioned uh, Trevor Downing before, but I'm curious just the what, how do you feel about the current state of the offensive line room just as a whole? 
with all the guys you've got coming back and stuff like that? Well, I, the first thing I would say, Jared, is healthy. You know, I, I think you, you you went through a really tough time at times a year ago of battling some really tough injuries. And, you know, those were those were tough. And, you know, and the, the credit to our kids is we were able to fight through those. And, you know, I don't I would say we didn't play to the standard that we wanted to play or needed to play at times on the offensive line. And, you know, yet we had to battle through some really tough injuries a year ago. And I think the thing that I'm excited about is, number one, we're healthy. Number two, I, I would say we're as talented as we've been on the offensive line going into the spring. And, you know, I, I think just as it was two years ago, you know, and there were times it was a year ago, you know, when we are when we're at our best on the offensive line, it allows our football team to play really, really, really good football. And I, I would say it's a healthy group for the first time and probably as healthy as it's been. And, you know, since since the 2020 season, and that part's exciting for all of us because we know when we're healthy, we've got a chance to be really talented. Uh, a lot was made last year of kind of the different way you went about spring ball, I guess. But how much of that stuff have you guys kept coming into this year? Are there things that you're continuing to evolve with? And just how has that all kind of worked so far? Yeah, I, I think, Jared, that, that's the great thing about us is, you know, like, you know, having the courage to evaluate your team and give your team every year what you feel the team needs to be the best version of itself come the fall. And so, again, a lot of things that we learned a year ago, we've carried on. And, man, what does this team need that may be different from last year's team? So, you know, that's always a balancing act. And, and you know, ultimately at the end of it, you want to do what's best for your kids and you want to give them the best opportunity to grow and develop each practice and, and, and really each week as you prepare for the season. So, you know, a lot of great things we learned a year ago and we, we learn from that, we grow from that and, and you give this team exactly what it needs to continue to move itself forward. Matt, Matt uh, just curious on uh, Reader and Ellis. Uh, what has kind of been your take on those guys so far and how are they impacting that group of uh, linebackers? Yeah, you know, I, I would just say the linebacker group in general is, you know, probably the deepest and most competitive build that we've had since we've been here. And that's really exciting. And to, to really get a guy like Orion back, to get a guy like Colby Reader, who isn't a freshman has come in here and has been um, a shining star through winter conditioning or winter program. And then, you know, the early phases of spring practice and, and then obviously Jacob Ellis, again, a, a, not a freshman, but a guy that, that is mature has played college football has had success, you know, and, and has, has competed at an elite level. I think those are great things for us, but I look at this group in general and you got a lot of young guys too, that are, that have really showed up and, and have come back ready to compete. So, and then you throw obviously a guy like Gary Vaughn in there who's played a ton of football. We're really excited about the competition. I, I would say that's as highly competitive of a position group as we have right now, just because the amount of really talented players that have kind of shown themselves through the early part of, of the winter program and certainly the spring. Thanks. Sure. Matt, you talked about the young guys. What qualities do you look for from them in the spring practice? Oh, I think what you're looking for is can you have the ability to consistently stack good days? And, you know, you know, there'll be tough days and you hope there are tough days. 
And then how quickly can you rebound from a tough day or a tough play or, you know, what does that look like? And I, I think that's, that's what we're looking for from really all of our kids, but especially a young player in our program is that consistency, the consistency, the play at the level that they have shown the ability to play when they are doing things well and how fast can you consistently replicate it and how long can you consistently replicate it? So I think those are big things for us when we're evaluating young players and certainly our, our football team at this, at this part of the season. I'm at a couple of receiver questions. A, what do you think of Greg Gaines, obviously, in a, a mid-year enrollee? And B, how valuable is having Darren Wilson back, a guy who's battled so many injuries and it can really give you so many things if he can stay healthy? Yeah, you know, I, I, I would I would say the the first part is Greg Gaines has, has certainly been impressive. You know, Rob, he comes from a really talented high school football program. Um, you know, they played in the state championship game in the biggest, biggest school in Florida division. Um, a guy that that really was a key leader and a key piece of their success. So, you know, he's played in very competitive environments and, and played against elite skill players. And I, I think he's come in with probably a high sense of confidence. And, and so it's been really great to have Greg here early. Um, and, and again, we'll, we'll see what that looks like over the course of the spring. But I would just say from a raw material standpoint, you know, you're really excited about what he's looked like. You know, I, I would say two guys, you know, Darren is a great guy to have back. And man, Sean Shaw, you know, again, you talk about health. I mean, um, both guys have battled injuries. Um, both guys have had flashes of excellence. And both guys are guys that we really believe if healthy and when healthy, have shown the ability to play really high-end football. And, you know, much like the offensive line, when when there's been a lack of health there, it's been hard to find consistency. Um, when there's been, been a steady dose of health, um, boy, great things have happened with both of those two. So, you know, we're, we're really excited about having both those guys back and believe that both those guys, when healthy, can consistently really help our football team. Thanks again. Matt, could you uh, just talk us through what you're seeing out of the tight end group right now? You know, obviously lost a lot of production there, but you bring back, you know, obviously Jared Russ, you know, Easton Dean. Um, talk about, I guess, those guys and then also, you know, what Tyler Moore has brought to the table. Boy, you know, much like I, I talked about that linebacker group, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, boy, every rep, <laughs> there's competition. There's a lot of guys that want to play. You know, I, I think you talk about Easton Dean and Deshaun Hanneke. Um, you know, Deshaun Annika is a guy that started on three special teams the last two years has been critical to our success there. And, you know, a guy that, you know, when Jared got hurt against West Virginia, really went in and played excellent football. Um, so there's a guy that, that, that I think doesn't get talked probably enough about. Um, we're really proud of his growth and development. You talk about Easton, you know, I, I know I've talked so many times about Easton's high end ability. And, you know, same thing for Easton, consistently putting those things on the table. He's going to get a great opportunity to showcase that this spring. And, you know, I, I, if you would ask me a year ago, one of your your top freshmen from last year's class, I would have put Tyler Moore right at, you know, right, right towards the top of it. You know, probably in any other year, Tyler would have probably played a lot more football than he got the opportunity to play last fall um, with, you know, some of the veteranness on that group. So, you know, I, I think the conversation is going to be really fun because I think it's going to be a great race. 
probably all the way through the early part of the season with those guys. And then, you know, what you talked about with Jared Russ and, you know, there's a young man named Steve O'Klotz, a, a guy that's kind of cut out of the same Jared Russ form, you know, big fullback, H-back type players that have the ability to do multiple things for us. So, you know, it gives us the ability to maybe be unique and give some different looks offensively, but uh, guys that certainly put us in position to be positive on the offensive side of the football. Do you anticipate uh, using that position group uh, in the similar fashion that you did with obviously, you know, Dylan and Charlie and Chase, you know, more of a pass catching role, or do you anticipate that that tight end, you know, position might have to change its role in, in this offense? Yeah, I think it's probably way too early to even evaluate that, Matt, just until you know, again, who are they? You know, I, I think it goes back to, you know, I, I know I talked about this earlier, is that that player's formations plays, you know, obviously we were heavy 12 and 13 personnel driven at times over the last two, two years because our most consistent best players were tight ends. And, you know, I think that evaluation phase will be ongoing through the spring and through the early part of the fall, because I, I don't think good coaching is not just saying this is what we do. Great coaching is the ability to adapt your offense or defensive scheme around who your players are. And I, I think that'll take some time offensively to evaluate that and, and then do a great job from our end, putting those guys in the best position to give our team success. Thanks. Sure.